You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion Series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 24, verses 1 through 4, Care of Lamps in the Tabernacle. This chapter reminds the Israelites of some miscellaneous laws regarding the care of the tabernacle. First, they are to bring clear oil of pressed olives for the light so the lamps would be kept burning continually. This pure oil would be smokeless. These were the candles on the golden lampstand in the holy place, which Aaron was to tend from evening till morning. Verses 5 through 9, the bread. On the table opposite the candles was another table which had twelve loaves of bread. They were made from of four quarts of fine flour. Once baked, they were arranged in two stacks of six. Then some incense is added to a memorial portion and it is presented as a food offering to God. It was to be exchanged regularly every Sabbath. On the day it is exchanged, Aaron and his sons may eat the older bread, but only in the sanctuary area. Verses 10 through 16 and 23, a case of blasphemy. We're told of a situation where the son of an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father went out among the Israelites, and a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. The son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name with a curse, so they brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shalometh, the daughter of Dibri the Danite. They put him in custody until the will of the Lord should be made clear to them. There were no jails in the camp, as incarceration was never ordered as a penalty for a crime. The same thing would happen later in Numbers 15:34. Moses took the case before the Lord, and he told him to take the blasphemer outside the camp. Capital punishment was always done there. All who heard him curse and blaspheme were to lay their hands on his head, and then the entire assembly was to stone him. In 1 Kings 21:13, a man named Naboth is falsely accused of the same crime and stoned to death. If someone cursed God, they were held responsible, and anyone who blasphemed God's name was to be put to death. Over time, like so many of the other laws, the Jews made rules to build a hedge around the law to prevent inadvertently breaking it. God said not to take his name in vain, so they began to call God Hashem, which means the name kind of like how Macbeth is referred to as the Scottish play by superstitious people. Today, people not only take God's name to their lips lightly or flippantly with their expressions of OMG for the most mundane reasons, but they curse the name of Jesus Christ even more than they use crude language. This shows that Jesus Christ is God since it is his name and not the name of Buddha or Muhammad or any other false god that is cursed. This law applied to both foreigners and those native-born in Israel. The punishment must be carried out by the entire assembly, so they'll learn. Verses 17 through 21, the law of retaliation. A reminder of the value of human life over animal life. Anyone who takes the life of a human being is to be put to death. Anyone who takes the life of someone's animal must make restitution, life for life. So, this would mean if an an ox was killed, another ox belonging to the person responsible must be given. But in the case of physical injury not causing death, the punishment was to fit the crime, but not exceed it. Anyone who injures their neighbor is to be injured in the same manner, 
fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. The one who has inflicted the injury must suffer the same injury. Then another repetition, whoever kills an animal must make restitution, but whoever kills a human being is to be put to death. You are to have the same law for the foreigner and the native born. I am the Lord your God. Both citizens and foreigners were equal under the law and must abide by the laws of the nation equally. This verse is often misquoted, implying it is giving license to take matters into our own hands and take revenge. However, these are judgments for civil law, not for personal grievances. Now criminals go to jail but do not make restitution, so there is no justice to the victim for their losses. Then Moses spoke to the Israelites, and they took the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him. The Israelites did as the Lord commanded Moses. Scarlet threads. So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or application to the gospel do we find in this chapter? In the podcast on Exodus 25, we studied the different parts of the tabernacle and how they pointed to Jesus as the light of the world and the bread of life, so please refer there. Believers are to shine in this dark world. Only the priests were allowed to eat the consecrated bread, but Jesus reminds the Pharisees of a time when David and his men ate it out of necessity. Blasphemy against God carried the death penalty. At Jesus' trial, they charged him with blasphemy so that they could kill him. We studied this in Exodus 20 with the Ten Commandments. Blasphemy is profane talk, speaking sacrilegiously about God. Thankfully, we are now in the New Covenant. These penalties no longer apply, but our speech is still to be guarded. Jesus says, But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the Day of Judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. James 3, 9 and 10 says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. James 5.12 says, Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Jesus also said, But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. This tells us that we do not need to punctuate our words with the name of God to prove we are being truthful, but our lives are to exhibit truthfulness at all times. The concept of the value of human life over animal life stated here is also found in Ecclesiastes 3.21 and a few verses in Matthew, where Jesus shows God's care and concern for sheep, sparrows, and other birds and says we are of more value than they are. The idea of capital punishment is also found in Genesis 9.6 and Romans 13.4. The law of restitution was done by the state. It was not meant to encourage vigilantism, and the punishment must fit the crime, but not go beyond it. Jesus raised the standard and encouraged his followers to accept personal insults instead. 
The person was stoned to death as ordered on the testimony of two or three witnesses. To show how much more serious and important it is to follow Christ, the writer to the Hebrews said, Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing, and insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 25. May God bless the study of his word.